What's up, everybody? Welcome to our podcast. I'm David. And I'm Danny. Thank you for joining us on our double date, where we're going to talk all things life and relationships. If you like it, make sure you subscribe to it, follow us, rate it, and review it. Let's go. Thank you all so much for joining us again for our double date. Woo! We had had so much fun with y'all last week. It was awesome. We talked about sex in the context of marriage. We want to talk to y'all for a little bit about the idea of marriage. I think maybe a lot of people fall in love with the idea of getting married, Mm -hmm. but they don't know what marriage entails and what to expect. Yeah, for sure. I agree. So marriage is the oldest and most honorable traditions in all the world. We read the very first marriage in the book of Genesis when God said for the very first time that something was not good. He said it wasn't good that Adam is alone. And so from his side, from his rib, he took and he made Eve. When Adam awoke, he couldn't believe what he saw. And we have the very first marriage. And so people love the idea of getting married. They have expectations. But we want to talk to you about when you get to the altar, you have to alter your expectations. Now you got, we got married, you were only 20 years old. Yeah, we got engaged, uh, I think maybe like two or three days after I made 20. And six months later, we got married. And so I think that we were very immature. And we had so many things we had to learn. I am not married now to the same person that I married 10 years ago. And he's definitely not married to the same person that I was 10 years ago. I think that we learned a lot in this decade. We learned we had to put a lot of like our immaturity aside and we had to learn the hard way. So it's not easy. And I think that that's like the one thing that you think about as a girl when you're thinking about marriage, like you're like wondering what it's going to be like, like what your spouse is going to look like, your children and your house and all that. But you never think about the fact that it might be really hard and that you're going to have trials and that you're going to have to overcome those things together. Yeah. Marriage is not a playground. Marriage is a battleground. It's a place that you have to work to be able to work it. It takes work. You got to know how to work for marriage to work. So when you get married, you get married at an altar. An altar is a place where you come to die. It's a place where the pronouns me, myself, and I come to die. Now you're joining yourself to somebody else. So it's not about you anymore. You can't carry a single mindset into a marriage season. So you come to an altar Because God is trying to show you marriage is not just intended to make you happy. Marriage is intended to make you holy. What do you think about that? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think that, like I was saying, you have to put away childish ways. You have to have... You have to have a vision for what you want your marriage to look like. The Bible talks about that a vision that people will perish. And so you need to have a vision of what it is that you want. And then you got to take the steps to work in that. So that might mean changing something inside of you, something that God has been wanting you to change and grow in a certain area. You have to invest in your marriage. If you want something good, you invest in it, right? Right. So for me personally, like I know that if I want to grow in a certain area of knowledge, I'm going to read a book on it or I'm going to listen to a podcast about it. I want I wanted to run a marathon. And so I invested the hours, so many hours and so many days in order to like learn how to run. And I read books on how it's the right way of breathing. And it's the same way in your marriage. You need to be right now, if you are not married and even if you are married, you need to be reading books. You need to be looking up to people who are married and you actually look up to their marriage. And so 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. If it's important, you will find a way. If it's not, you're going to find an excuse. Whatever is important in your life, you find a way to do it. Whatever is not, you find an excuse. So we were talking about the idea of marriage. We want you guys to be equipped to have a healthy marriage. If you're not, if you are married, we want to help you out. Marriage does not solve your problems. Marriage exposes your problems. Yeah. Having more kids will not solve your problems. Having no. more kids will expose your problems. What you get a spoonful of in dating, you get a bowl full of in marriage. So deal with your junk while it's still your junk. Deal with your problems when you only have your problems to deal with. Because when you marry yourself to somebody, now you got both of your problems. You got both no. of your junk and it's that much harder. So in dating, opposites attract. In marriage, opposites attack. What you idolize in dating, you demonize in marriage. Mm. So what's one thing that you really attracted that I, that you that you were attracted to me for, and then you you couldn't stand it once we got married? Um, I always talk about the fact that I really liked how mysterious he was because I didn't know if he liked me. He was just kind of like, hey, and I I wasn't really sure where he was at with that. And so now that we're married, I'm like, can you talk to me? Can you tell me how you feel? Can you tell me what what's going on? Please just speak. It's not really attractive anymore. Now it's like, just talk. Um, another thing too is that he's very like a go-getter. <laughs> So he's like, I'm just going to go, 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 go next thing. And at first I was like, that's so attractive. And now that we're married, I'm like, can you just slow down? Can you enjoy the season that we're in? Can you enjoy this time? And so I, I agree with that, but I know there's some things about me as well. Absolutely. I ain't going to say I'm online, but okay. <laughs> so what you idolize in dating, you demonize in marriage. So it was attractive while y'all were dating, but now you can't stand it about your partner. So what do you do when you feel those things? We're going to try to help you out. When you get married, you marry more than a person. You marry a culture. You marry a family. You marry, it's not just a person. So I marry everything about my wife, her yeah. family, her culture. We become one. Yeah. When they, when they go to the altar, the pastor, the officiant will say, do you take her? So when he's saying that, he's saying, do you take her from her parents? Do you mm. take their last name? Yeah. Do you take her for better or worse, for richer or poorer? Do you take her? Not do you take her until you see somebody prettier than you take that girl. No, do you take her for the good times and the bad times? Are yeah. you going to be able to provide for her like her parents did? Because you're taking their last name and you're giving her your last name. Yeah. So you need to count the cost before you take somebody's daughter. Mm. This is the real deal. This is, this is true commitment. And a yeah. lot of people, they're used to the benefits without the commitment. Know yeah. that when the pastor says, do you take her? what it is you're really taking you're dying to yourself to take somebody and to treat them like a queen yeah yeah there's a covering when the god has given you and your parents and the covering over you that they take care of you if something happens they're there for you they give you advice they pray for you it's just like a very heavenly covering from god and so when you walk down that aisle that shifts so there's this transformation that takes place where like that covering literally transfers and it goes over to your spouse. And so now he takes care of you and you take care of him and you watch out for each other and you love one another and you choose that commitment. Um, 
And it's very dangerous sometimes when we step out of that covering and try to do it on our own because now we're on our own. And so we have to make wise decisions. We have to go to God for every single thing. And I think that a lot of times that's when a lot of singles fall because you get ahead of your season and you get ahead of that covering. And so you start playing house at times. And there's such a dangerous place to be. And I think that you play with fire if you decide to play house. And eventually, a lot of times what we see in counseling and what we see um, in young couples that are not having this um, heavenly covering over them is that the house burns down, literally, from playing with fire. And you end up heartbroken and you end up depressed and you end up wondering like where is God when really it was just us stepping outside of that covering it was really us making those decisions it was really us choosing to step out of that um and so I think we have to be very very careful when we decide that we're not going to be inside of that covering um that our parents provide for us that's so good so that's like somebody saying they're in a storm and you're saying that's not a storm that's a consequence Mm -hmm. because you took the fire from the fireplace the safe place and you put it on the sofa and now your whole house is burned down and you're trying to blame God. But that was because you went outside of his blessing because you wanted something at the wrong time. Yeah. So you got to remember that guys, the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. Sex is beautiful. Marriage is beautiful, but in the right context, it's like the fireplace outside of context. It's like you put in fire and the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, can a man scoop fire into his lap and not be burned? Like you're playing with fire and you're going to get burned. Mm -hmm. So we want to talk to you real fast about the six laws of love. We're going to share just three of them with you in this episode. And then next week, we're going to share the next three laws of love with you. So here's law number one. When you marry, when you find somebody you want to marry, okay, is the law of selection. Marry the right person. Mm -hmm. Can we get an amen? Amen. A fire in the chat, something. Marry the right person. Marrying the right person will contribute to 90% of your happiness. And if you marry the wrong person, it will contribute to 90% of your misery. Yeah. Okay. So three things and the law of selection, their family, their personality, and their values. Mm. You have to have the same vision and values. Come on, let's show them vision and values. If you want to win in your relationship, you have to have same vision and values, put them together. You get a W and you will win in your relationship. And the law of selection, you have to maintain sexual purity. Danny just talked about that. The fire and the fireplace. Wait for the right time. Don't let love blind you to what you see. If you see some red flags, no matter how hard you try, you can't make a red flag turn green. Listen to your parents. Wait for their blessing. And listen to your pastor. They care about you. They see things that you don't. So law number one, the law of selection. Law of selection. Law number two, the law of attraction. Understand the power of attraction. You have to be attracted to the person. Yeah, okay? absolutely. I like, I'm so attracted to my wife more now than the day I met her, but not as much as I will be tomorrow. Yeah. I love her so much. I'm in love with her. I don't know how couples do it if they're not attracted one to another yeah i hear that a lot too like girls are like oh he's so nice and he treats me so well and he's so friendly and so respectful but i'm not really attracted to him but i think i can get there like you probably won't 
honestly. Like, you, you have to be at least, like, a tiny, tiny little bit attracted to him. Like, you have to like his eyes. You have to like his smile, his teeth, like something, because your your looks are only going to get, I'm sorry, your looks are only going to get worse. But if you don't like him while he looks right now, which is probably the best he will ever look, I doubt you're going to like him when he gets older. And and it's not all just about his looks, obviously, but it, it does matter. Yeah, let's talk about that, because there's some guys who aren't as cute as other guys, but they are not going to be cheating on you, disrespecting you. Yeah. They're going to be loyal to you. So some of you ladies are missing out on great guys simply because you haven't given them a chance Yeah, because you're just not attracted to them right off the bat. So get to know them, give them an opportunity. Yeah. I w- want to share with you just a few things that attracts a man to a woman and a few things that attract a woman to a male. So this is attractive for a guy. He's attracted to a female if she has these things, her quality, her softness, her elegance, her order, her thoughtfulness. Like she'll remember everybody's birthday, anniversaries, everything about your mom. Guys like that. They like how thoughtful you are, her faithfulness. Guys like how loyal you are. Okay. So those are things that are attractive for a male. Now things that are attractive for a female. Now remember a male is attracted to what he sees. A female is attracted to what she hears. A female is attracted to your protection, mm-hmm. to your embrace, to your voice, to your direction, to the way you're attracted to her attracts her to you. Yeah. By you telling her you look beautiful, your hair looks so nice, yeah. all these things, your sensitivity, that's attractive for her. Anything you yeah, want to say about and that? I, and, and also, like you said, expressing it to her is like a big deal. Um, I, I know quite a few people who feel like their spouse doesn't tell them enough, like you're beautiful or who is not trying now that he's got her. And before when they were dating, it was like a big thing. Like they, they spill their guts out and to tell them everything that they felt about them. But now they're married. It hasn't happened in years. And it's kind of like, are you still pursuing her? Because she still wants to be pursued. She wants, still wants you to tell her that you, I still wanted you to tell me that you attracted to me, that you love me, that, you know, things that, that I do that you like. We like to hear that. So we are attracted to what we hear. So if you're not doing that for your spouse right now, if you're not doing that for your female, that's something that you got to pick up and start doing again because it will change the atmosphere and it will change um, her whole attitude towards you. So we're talking about the idea of marriage. We're talking about marriage for people who already are married and those who will get married. We're talking about the six laws of love. We talked about the law of attraction We talked about the law of selection. Law number three, the law of love. You have to understand the power of love. The greatest love is agape. There's three parts of the agape love. Sacrifice, number one, I live for you. Sensitivity, number two, I listen to you. If you're not listening, you're not learning. Mm -hmm. Number three, surrender, I learn about you. Danny talked about that. The day you stop learning about your partner is the day you started to lose your partner. There are four key attitudes of covenant faithfulness. Number one, your burden is my burden. Number two, I will always be honest with you. Always be honest. The truth is going to come out. The sooner you bring it to light, the quicker healing can take place. Number three, I love you for who you are, not for what you do. Number four, I give up my right to be right. Remember, at the beginning of this episode, we said when you get to the altar, you have to alter your expectations. Marriage is the greatest school of your character. You give up your right to always be right. You value your relationship more than you value being right. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I agree. <laughs> it's true. And it takes also putting your pride aside, which is like the hardest thing because you have to admit, maybe I don't have it all together. Maybe I, maybe I made a mistake. And then it takes humbleness to go back and apologize to that person if you hurt them. And one thing that we've learned a lot too is that if we ever hurt the other person, we don't say like, I'm sorry if, you know, if you felt hurt or I'm sorry if what I said hurt you. It's like you have to go back and apologize for the words that actually came out of your mouth, which takes a lot of humbleness in order to do that. Like, I'm sorry for saying A, B, and C, and do you forgive me? And then there's like a, a forgiveness that can take place and healing that can take place. So definitely laying down your life for one another. Definitely um, being able to forgive and move on and heal from things. Give them their time and their space to say sorry in their own time. Saying sorry will never happen when you want it to happen. It happens when they're ready to say they're sorry. I've told my wife I love her a thousand times, but I've told her I'm sorry 10,000 times. Mm -hmm. And it did not come in her time. It came when I was ready to say that I'm sorry. So when you get married, you give up your right to always be right. Yeah. When you get married, two become one. This is John chapter 17. This is the longest recorded prayer by Jesus in the scripture. And he prayed that we would be one as he and the father are one. And so just think about that. Jesus, with just a few words, he raised the dead to life, but a whole chapter of praying for people to become one because he knows how hard it is when two people are joined together. That's the yeah. mystery of unity of marriage, but that's what God does. And so if I want to know how you're doing, I just need to talk to your spouse because no one knows you better than your spouse. Mm -hmm. Remember, marriage doesn't fix your problems, solve your problems. Marriage exposes your problems. We share with you three laws of love in this episode. We talk to you about the law of selection. Find the right person and focus on becoming the right person. We talk to you about the law of attraction. Danny talked about how important it is for you to be attracted to them. And law number three, we talk to you about the law of love. We can't wait for next week for you to join us on this double date as we share the final three laws of love. You don't want to miss it. Yes, thank y'all.